Welcome to another episode of the You Flourish podcast, where we are your go-to stop for faith-based career coaching to help you flourish in all seasons of your leadership journey. Flourishing happens when you find strength in God to let go of all worry. It's easy to get wrapped up in the stress and hustle of this world and to put faith on the back burner. What if you tuned into our podcast every other Tuesday so that you could feel encouraged to go through the rest of your week keeping God top of mind? If you love what we have to say, make sure you follow us on social media, write a review, and subscribe. Would you or your business even consider supporting us for only $5 a month so we could continue to provide you with quality content? We would greatly appreciate your support. Now get ready to grow and let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the You Flourish podcast. Today, I'm here with Allie Arndt, and Allie holds a very special place um, in Kelsey Knight's hearts because she is actually um, joining us at You Flourish to be a facilitator of one of our amazing programs. And so we're really excited, and she's going to share probably a little bit more about her journey to where she got there. Um, But before we really dive in and I have Allie introduce her more, I kind of want to just Take a second because before we were going to start this podcast, I, I'm a person who likes to just jump right into things. I'm maybe like you, I like next thing, after, after next thing, after next thing, after next thing. And Allie reminded me, she's like, Grace, let's stop and say a prayer before we, before we start. And so I just thought that was a good reminder that we constantly are running really fast in our lives and we are rushing, rushing, rushing. And I am at a hundred percent fault of this because I do it all the time. Um, but I think just taking a moment right now, just to remember that it's okay to pause and take a deep breath, um, uh, before we transition into all these different things that we're doing. So remember that throughout your day, it's okay to take a deep breath, say a little prayer to yourself before you jump right in, um, and get started. So anyways, with that, so thank you, Allie, for that. And welcome to the podcast, Allie. Why don't you start by just sharing more about you, who you are, what you do, um, everything about you that we need to know. Yeah. So I'm Allie, like Grace said, um, a little bit about like who I am is, I guess we usually start with the professional stuff. I'm not sure why, but that seems to be like the opening line and then goes from there. So I professionally, I am a social worker and work with uh, folks with disabilities and varying ages. Um, I've been in the field for over 12 years and have found that I am just real of a passion working with these guys because first off, I think a lot of times people take them as somebody that can't learn um, and that they have no personality. And reality is, is that every day it's something new. I learn something new from the people I work with um, and really get to see them as themselves. And I have to say, like throughout my career and even have connections with people I worked with right out of college, um, have watched somebody grow or change and they have been like a part of our lives. Um, And when I say ours, I am also a mom of two girls, uh, Estelle, who is 13, and Julia, who is newly 10 as of last week. Um, And so they also keep me busy doing a lot of different activities. They are very artistic 
in things and then also love to bake which does never help my like midpoint but they are very good bakers so i will gladly take that because i don't like to bake uh awesome. and so yeah they're just they're really great and it's such a fun thing to listen to them sometimes and especially estelle as she changes it kind of hits that teenage part um I remember growing up for like myself, I was always kind of somebody in the background. I was nice to everybody um, and got picked on a lot for being friends with everybody. It didn't make a difference. Um, and as my younger sister likes to tell me, I cried a lot. So um, she, so I have found that Estelle is sensitive, but not like, I'm just always so proud of her because she's got such a, like she's able to say what it is and not mm. and be okay with it. Where I feel like at my age and or like when I was her age and for a long time, I took a lot of that to heart. Um, so very proud. That was just that happened last week. So I'm a mom, and then also I'm very active in our church. I have been serving as our kind of volunteer youth director for probably close to eight years now um and do the sunday school and youth programs just because we had lost somebody and somebody came up and said well ali i think you would do really well with this i think you should try it um and so i have been doing that just because i think that it's important to help encourage others mm -hmm. in their faith so yeah i guess that's a lot of who i am is i'm driven by relationships with others and wanting to make like help people be good with who they are um and to let them know that obviously and to let them know that god created them and that they are loved mm -hmm. um, and so i have fallen into those type of positions i think throughout my life and that's a lot of who i am the other part is is that i'm also super i love to be creative and i blame my mom or give my mom credit for that. Uh, we did a lot of crafting projects growing up. So I uh, like to think about things differently. And she was always one when I was growing up that was like, well, have you tried this? And it was really annoying as a kid, mm -hmm. but now as an adult, I'm like, oh, she was really one that made me start to think about things outside of the box and a little yeah. differently. So when um, it comes to your career. And I love how you said, we always start by saying that we always start by like, okay, I'm Grace and I work at you flourish, you know, all these things, but it's like, yeah. and we've often talked about this on this podcast before of how, like, what if we introduce ourselves as a child of God? But if you were like, oh, so I'm Allie and I'm a child of God. And I also do these things, you know, like, that'd be so cool if we could change how we introduce ourselves. But anyways, love that. But when it comes to your career, obviously the things that you do I mean where the roles that you found yourself in you said you've always found yourself in a role like this or serving people in certain ways like this but how how did you know this is something you wanted to go into and how does your faith really play a part because when you're serving um, especially adults with disabilities like you said people often it's a hard it's a hard career because and there's few and far between that can do it um, and have like a servant heart as you do. So could you just share a little bit more about, I mean, how you find yourself here and how you really do it every day? 
Well, like you said, I have found myself here because this is where God wants me to be. Um, truthfully, growing up, I was going to be a teacher, I thought. Um, and then I got to being a teenager and I thought a dentist would be a really great career because um, I enjoyed pulling teeth when people had loose teeth like really random fact, but as my sister will probably listen to this podcast, will laugh. Um, and actually kids in my church now come to me when they have wiggly teeth. So I guess I've fulfilled the dentist portion. Um, but when I hit school, I realized that the science and all of that stuff just wasn't me. Um, and I got really lost because even at that time, I was just done with my freshman year of school. Um, and had actually failed one of the first classes ever. I was a straight A student all through high school. So um, it was devastating and didn't quite know what I wanted to do. Um, so the fallback was, of course, I'm just going to be a teacher, which I don't know why I ever thought that, that that was going to be an easy thing because I have lots of friends who are teachers um, and their jobs are really, really hard. Um, so I was really lost in it. And in the same time, um, my dad got sick with lung cancer after my freshman year of college. And I, he, he died probably, I would say a year or so after he got sick. And I took a semester off to go and just take care of my family. And at that time, that probably wasn't the cool thing to do. I mean, I remember having friends who were, you know, why are you giving up on your schooling? You shouldn't do that. You should keep going. Um, but at that time, like that was just what seemed like the natural thing to do. Mm -hmm. And so in the process of doing that, I realized that I do actually do a great job of taking care of people and managing things. And so kind of found my way into social work. I have an aunt who is a social worker and worked most of her career in the same field and had said, yeah, I think you would actually be pretty good at that. And so I started at MSUM and that's kind of how it started. Um, and the field of disabilities wasn't one that I had picked out at the beginning. I actually had a cousin who said, hey, do you need a part-time job? They're looking for um, direct support professionals. And I was in school and thought, well, that'll look pretty good on a resume. And just kind of fell in love with it. And that's where it went. So I really think that it was God really directing me to where he wanted me to serve. And obviously being a dentist wasn't where he wanted me to be. Yeah. Well, and I know lately you've had a lot of changes going on in your life. I mean, changing companies and just like learning all these things, becoming a coach, all these different things. And um, when, when things, I mean, I, I guess my question I want to ask is what advice would you give someone who's in a situation like this? Like, let's just say you're in a role, like you were in a role. I mean, you knew that you liked to serve people. Like you said, like, you knew you were good at taking care of people. You were kind of navigating your way through figuring out where you wanted to go, where you wanted to be, but you wanted something more, right? And so what advice would you give people? What would you tell them if they were thinking, okay, 
like, I think I want to do something more. I just don't know how to listen to God's word. Like, how should I navigate this situation and hear him and hear what he actually wants me to do? Because I think that's what people really get caught up in is like, well, I'm praying and I'm trying to understand what God wants me to do, but like, I can't hear him. And like, I, same thing for me. Like, I'm like, always like, okay, God, <laughs> now what, yeah. you know, I waited a lot for that memo to come in through my window, you know, is what you're supposed to be doing and where you're supposed to go. Um, I waited a lot for that. And a lot of times I found my prayers very directed to, you just need to tell me where I need to go. Um, and what I've learned is that God answered those prayers um, but he didn't answer it in the way that I wanted it to be answered. He didn't leave it in a clear cut. Oh, yes, that's right. You're going to take this job at this month, and then you're going to take this job at this month. Um, he didn't do that. And so what I found a lot was is that I had hit a point working with people. And like I said, going into a field of working with people, kind of coming off of taking care of my family. I had really learned how to give, but not how to take care of myself. Um, and so I, I ended up in a role where I gave that that was just natural to do, right? Like I give and hope that somebody would notice and would would fill my bucket. And that wasn't the case. And so I was actually at a program where I felt like I wasn't being heard. And, and I might've been being heard, but didn't, I was, I was stuck and wrapped in my own brain, um, trying to get through my master's because there was something gnawing at me that there was something different I needed to do. Um, and actually it, it was amazing. I took like a full leap out of the social work field completely. Like I, I jumped out of it and right away I was like, good riddance. Like, this is it. Like, I don't know why anyone does this. It's just a burnout field. Um, and jumped into a new position and realized that that wasn't where I think God called me there for that reason to just learn where my real calling was. And then also to give me an opportunity to learn that I first off needed him more than I let myself on. It's really easy to say that growing up as a pastor's kid. And like I said, my mom was one, my mom's always been one that's had a very easy, natural faith and not that her life's been easy, but has the ability to say, here, God, this is it. And then she can let it go. Mm -hmm. I was one that I would say, okay, God, this is it. And then would promptly 30 seconds be like, but here's some ideas that I think might be a great way um, for me to accomplish this goal. And realized that that probably wasn't it. So I ended up in a field where I was really missing actually serving people, and especially with people with disabilities, just because I, I think that there is such a great group of people that so often get overlooked. Um, and at the time that I had stepped out, there were so many bigger movements on the field. And I just felt like, you know, overall, like we, we want to help others. And so kind of navigated back in, but in doing so had met both you and Kelsey um, through the burnout prevention at that point was what it was called. Um, 
And taking that, I really realized, or I started really on a journey of seeing that there was a lot more to me first off, but there were like some gifts and talents that I had just assumed weren't any big deal. Um, and that weren't actually worthwhile, that there was always somebody that could do it better than me. And so I was nothing. And I lived in that space for a long time where I cut down what God had created. Um, and, and I think that that, that always hurts to say, but I didn't praise God for what he wonderfully created within me. Um, and so taking that like burnout prevention thing it started to make me realize that I had stuff to give, like, and I was excited to give that piece. Mm -hmm. And so um, found my way back into social work um, and really felt good to be back. Mm -hmm. it, it felt good. Um, it also felt really good when people said, we're really happy that you're back working. We missed you. Mm. Um, and I assumed that people would be like, yep, she's gone. Just like everybody else, tick the back. Tick. Um, but when I came back in, I was kind of alarmed because I was coming in post COVID and a lot of the people had worked through COVID and had reached a point where they were just done. Uh, to find direct support professionals in this field was getting harder. Um, just like people weren't applying for jobs anymore. Mm -hmm. And so it was a lot of pressure on, I think, the professional staff to try to get things to keep going. Um, I was watching also agencies not be able to serve people that you knew that they wanted to serve mm -hmm. just because they didn't have it. Um, and I just saw this like lack of spirit and I knew exactly how that felt because when I had left the field, that was how I felt. I felt like a, you know, a used up piece of Kleenex that had no more purpose in it, right? Mm -hmm. I was just doing the day. Um, my whole family life was suffering. I mean, my kids told me I came home and didn't talk to them. And that gutted me because I was like, well, of course I talked to you, but I wasn't there. I wasn't present. Um, and so kind of had then never got, you know, got rehooked up with you flourish. And I think as I re, like as we started our peer group and we started talking, I realized that I wasn't the only one that needed this, but there were a lot of other people, mm -hmm. um, especially in, in the social work or in the you know, teachers in that human service field that have been working so hard. Um, and they've been giving everything that they've got and there's no one there to fill the bucket mm -hmm. enough to keep them alive and full of that, mm -hmm. that spirit and creativity. So yeah, I guess that was a really long answer. Sorry, no. Grace, for that. Well, and a lot of the things you were saying, and just as I was listening to your story, I mean, you've had a long, I mean, a career path with lots of twists and turns, but it really sounds like you've fought a lot of nudges and just jumped like two feet in because it seemed like the right thing to do, especially I mean, when your dad passed away, like moving home, like you just jumped in when you decided to do social work for the first time you just jump right in but when someone offered you a different job you just jumped right into all these different things and then it ultimately led you back to where you were supposed to be um and with joining our groups and all these things and so I mean what's that like to 
I mean, you've had a lot of, like I said, a lot of twists and turns. And so how have you really leaned into your faith to trust that where you're supposed to be is where you're supposed to be right now? Because I think we can often second guess our decisions. Um, and so like, how is that for you? And how can we all like lean into those little nudges that we're getting and jump two feet in? Well, I think one of the big things is staying connected through his word. Um, that for me was one thing that is so easy to to forget or to cut out, right? Like the morning gets busy, my kids forgot to make a lunch or do something. Like it's easy to say, nope, I don't, I don't have time to do that. And actually taking time to like read his word and what he has to say. Um, and so that part has always been something that I think makes a difference, resets my day. Um, my family overall is, has a really awesome support. Um, so my mom and my brother and my sister, um, the four of us just having lost, lost my dad, um, really have kind of, we've always gelled and been just a little bit different. And so it's, it's great when you've got a family that goes, you know, Allie, you seem super anxious about stuff. Like, are you doing your devotion in the morning? Are you doing that stuff? <laughs> and there's nowhere to be like, oh, no, no, I'm fine. Like, it's a call out to say, yep, I need to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and to say, like, that God has blessed me with an amazing support group in so many different ways, like beyond just my family. Um, I really am thankful, like, with our friends from church. We, I've, I started a women's Bible study, Friday night women's Bible study a few years ago as a way to drink wine and to do a Bible study. Um, and it's turned into something of like an amazing group of people that I can just really be who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he's given me like the group that I've met through you flourish like I our peer group that we meet like that's such an odd group of people that I wouldn't ever assume I would have connected like because they wouldn't be people I'd meet in my necessarily mm-hmm. everyday life um and I think that all of these different groups of people you know my best friends and and everybody I work in a way to be able to provide like input and validation into things. Mm. Um, But even with that, like it comes down to being scared and just knowing that this is where, and not even knowing, like a lot of times I don't even know if it's the right thing. I'll pray about it and say, okay, God, like I'm yours. You're going to put me where I am. Um, I'm a broken jar of clay, so I'm not going to do anything perfect or right but you're going to work through me and sometimes even that scary part and not knowing has actually like God provides some peace I think that's Mm -hmm. the other part is that it's always going to be scary but Mm -hmm. at some point God gives you that peace to say yep this is where I want you to be and Mm -hmm. I think that that's um that's been the biggest thing for me, like, especially for people that are looking at things is you never know, right? Like that memo never comes, no matter how much we want it to come Mm -hmm. to say, 
you know, Grace, this is what you should be doing right now. Mm -hmm. Like you just have to take that. And I think, but I do think that God provides those people that say, you know what, Grace, you're doing an amazing job and here's an opportunity. I think that he puts those people in our lives. I think definitely there's that word that says, Hey, I will be with you always. Um, I'm never not with you. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's that peace that comes with it. And then, you know, he does the rest of the work. Like that's Mm -hmm. the other part is sometimes I think we feel that we've got to do the work and all the hustle, but at least in my experience, sometimes the more that I feel that I'm in control, the worse it gets and it Mm -hmm. gets worse bad. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying and then how like, really he's he's never gonna give us that like clear-cut answer I mean maybe he will sometimes but I think that's something something that I struggle with is like okay god here I am like here's what I need like now and that's how it works and so I think like you said really it is just like trusting and I think it is also remaining in hope that like it's worked out thus far so why won't he why won't he provide for the future and so when it comes to like your career path and all these things I mean it really just seems like okay, you were there. And then you just said, okay, God, like, I'm going to do this. I'm hoping that this is what you want me to do. And I think like, that's so beautiful that like you hope and have trust in that he's going to help you through no matter what, even if maybe it wasn't the right thing he wanted you to do, but at that point, he's not going to let you down. Um, and so I think that's so beautiful. Um, but Ali, I want to ask you one more, actually two more questions, but, but the first question I want to ask you um, is, A lot of people, and I think especially in society, and I mean, you work with people who have more challenges and um, probably really struggle with like just like joy in some parts of our lives. And um, what what would you say? How could how would you tell us or society as a whole? Okay, if you had like if this is the perfect answer, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Like to find peace and joy where we are. Because we like life is constantly changing, constantly evolving. We're taking on new things, but like, how do we just find peace and joy and fulfillment in each step we take? I think, I think first off, like I'm still working on that, right? Like when you asked me way at the beginning to describe it and I start to list off all the things, I'm somebody that does kind of bounce from things time to time, um, partly because there's that calling, but other part is, is that sometimes that excitement can kind of be more fun. As weird as that is, if you interviewed my husband, he would tell you the exact opposite, but um, so peace and joy, like in contentment, it's really just stopping for me. It is stopping and looking at what are the blessings in the day. And sometimes like when the day has gone awry and it's been an awful day, it's stopping to look at the smallest things that I woke up this morning, that the sky was an amazing color blue here in North Dakota. And today doesn't count for that, but um, you know, it's those small things. It's seeing, it's seeing somebody just even smile. And it, and it goes down to just taking that time for me at least to, to write it down or to take a minute and make that list. 
-hmm. And then when we really stop and look at how blessed we really are, um, I think that that sometimes we, but that's where that joy comes from, right? And even when those blessings seem to be really small, the biggest one is that we're all saved. Like I'm a saved child of God. Mm-hmm. Like I've got a savior who loves me that will never leave me that gave his son to die on the cross, like the worst death possible to save me. Um, and like, you can't help but feel joy about that. You know, you think about the disciples, like after he rose, like how excited they were. They couldn't stop telling people. And I think that that's the joy that we have to live with. We, we live with, we get to live with Easter morning every day. I mean, every day is a new Easter morning. Mm. That's a and very so, perspective. I love that. Yeah. And so that's, to me, like, that's where the joy comes from, right? Mm. Is who's in my heart. Mm-hmm. It's not what I put out in. It's not what I do in life. It's what he's in my heart. And so that's, I guess, for me, the biggest part of coming back is like having that faith. I love that. That is such a beautiful just way to think about it that we truly like every single day is Easter morning. Like you said, like we get to celebrate our Lord and our Savior, the man who died for us every single day. Um, like, yeah, what a beautiful thing. And like, yeah, you're right. I mean, how can you not be grateful to you? And I mean, statistics, all studies show you could look up any research that gratitude can basically solve any sort of thing in our lives or like, and it can make you so much more joyful. Um, if you just focus on the things that you have and how grateful we can be. Um, and it's, and, and like, it's not, e- it's not easy though, Grace. No. I mean, there are days that to find things, I'm angry about finding things because I would prefer to be upset, right? Because mm-hmm. crappy stuff happens every single day to people. And I, we all have hardships and that to me, like sometimes that joy and that Easter morning is hard to feel. Um, and, and I think that that's okay. And that's good to acknowledge too, is that sometimes even when we acknowledge what it, what it is and what's there, that doesn't mean that we automatically feel happy. Mm-hmm. That's true. But then I also think it is praying for praying for joy and asking God to really give yeah. me that. And that brings me to one more thing. And you know what I'm going to do? I have this book right here and it's right by me. So that means I have to read it. I'm going to read this prayer for joy. And this is one of my favorite prayers ever I might have honestly read it on this podcast before but that is a-okay um I gotta find it here for you guys it says Lord Jesus you have created me for a life full of triumph and tribulation help me to learn from each and every experience for all things happen for a reason and all things happen according to your almighty plan in all humbleness Please bless me with a state of happiness, accepting with a smile all that you send into my life. For I know that my happiness pleases you, O Lord, and brings me closer to the joys of heaven. I ask this in the name of Jesus, who reigns forever. Amen. And I think just what it says, for I know my happiness pleases you, O Lord, it brings me closer to the joys of heaven. Um, That like God wants us to be joyful. So he would never put anything in our lives that really would, you know, make us so unhappy. And so, um those are the things that the devil brings into your life. And, um, 
yes, bad things do happen, like you said, that we can't control, but just remembering like God wants to see us joyful. So he's not going to do anything that would take that away. Um, well, and, the, and the other thing is to remember that like our Lord endured all of the crappy stuff that we endure every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to remember that like he knows what that feels like. He's done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my sister and I were actually just talking about this, that she asked me, and this is a question for maybe everyone to ponder. Um, but she asked me, she was like, why did like, why did God send his son on to her? Like, why did Jesus come? Why did, why was he on earth with us? Like, and there's several reasons that come to my head, but the number one thing that I thought about is because God wanted us to know that he also was fully human and was going to go through the same things that we went through. So we knew that like he was always there or he could understand what we went through. But anyways, that question is like way out there, but it's just so interesting. Yeah. And he loved us. He loved us so much. He created us. Like he formed us with his own hands and his image. Mm -hmm. And even when we were sinners and couldn't follow through, he made a promise. And that promise like is echoed so many times. Like that's what our Advent series is on at our church is that Mm -hmm. prophecy and then the fulfillment of that prophecy. And you look at it that God loved us so much. There were lots of times that he could have said, yep, I'm done with all of these people and started over. And he did, mm-hmm. he continued to love us through it. Yeah. And, uh, and I think, I think that that's something like, that's amazing. I mean, to have that kind of love that no matter what, he still continued to fill his promise. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I want to wrap up here, but I want to just take a little time to touch on um, Allie is starting a six-week program under You Flourish, and it's specifically for those in the human services and nonprofit um, sector and industries, Um, and so I want to give her um, just a little, tell us a little blurb about it, um, how people can apply, what they can do, um, and what can they expect with your group. So this group is similar um, in some ways to what like Kelsey and Grace have been doing with Youth Flourish. Uh, There's a twist on it because I have just through my own experience realized that when we work with humans every single day and are giving a lot, that there's kind of a different culture of, of things and a different pressure. It's not really the right word, but, um, we just, we have a different point of view um, and there's not always that ability to like build one another up. And so this was, I wanted to do this because I think that coming together um, and building connections and relationships is actually what can fill each and every one up. And so what to expect out of this is to kind of look at exactly what burnout is and how it happens. Um, and then what we can do to change that. Because um, Grace, you and I and Kelsey have had conversations. A lot of times in human service and nonprofit, you go and you get your continuing education credits, which are in the subject of which you work. Um, and they might dabble a little self-care in it. 
Um, but that self-care is more like, hey, let's take a bubble bath or have somebody clean your house or all of that stuff. Um, and it's really looking at like, what is that cause? Because we care so deeply and you're called um, to be there. Um, how do we how do we build boundaries to kind of help build ourselves up? Um, and then also to remember why why are we doing this? Like what's the passion behind why we serve and those people? And then to be able to use that to help the folks that we actually support every day because that can be a challenge within itself. And sometimes they're hurting really bad. Um, so being able to use some of those tools to then turn around and help others. Yeah. Yeah. We're very excited to have Ellie lead this group and um, you can apply on our website at you flourish um, under coaching. And then under our resilience multiplier program, there's a little, there's an extra button um, for Ellie's course. Um, so you can apply there and um, learn more about it. And then but just so you guys all know, applying does not mean you're in. Allie will then reach out to you and kind of chat with you more about the, the opportunity and see what this looks like to make sure it's a fit for our company, for Allie, for you, for everybody. Um, so yeah, we're very excited um, for this and we'll see what comes with it. But Allie, thank you so much for this conversation yeah. and for everything you do for everybody around you. Um but also thanks for taking a chance on us at You Flourish to um, be a part of what we do too. So um, we'll put Allie's information in the show notes too, so she can, you can connect with her and we'll link, we'll link the six week program in here too. So you can um, check that out. But anyways, well, thanks for, thanks so much. Grace. Yeah. Well, and tune into um, our next episodes. We post an episode every other Tuesday. Um, and if you're interested in being featured on this podcast, um, you could apply on our website. Um, but yeah, thanks for all for tuning in. All right.